Hey guys, this is John Nevermore, and welcome to episode 4 of Thought Generator. Today is Stonks Day. 2020 was a crazy year. That's true in so many ways. For me, it was really good. I didn't lose my job, so I didn't have to go through the thing that a lot of people went through this year. I know a lot of people did not have an easy time, and for most of the people, this year has just been ridiculous. But every now and then, a few things happened that went well for us. We got checks. And I saw a lot of people use their checks in just the strangest ways. People that hadn't had a job in a few weeks went out and bought boats or guns. And I thought that was crazy because these are the same people that I hear complaining about having financial problems or living paycheck to paycheck. At the beginning of 2020, I asked Jackie to make one small change to how we prioritized paying our debts. I read a book and I can't remember what it was now, but it showed us how to think in percentages. The loans with the highest interest take the most from you over time. So instead of paying everything at the minimum, we spent as much as we could to pay off the loans and the debts that we had with the highest interest. And when they fell off, it freed up more money for us. And we could just continue to use this to help ourselves get further out of debt. We were living paycheck to paycheck and then we figured out a clue. With me being me, I obsess a lot, which is why I do this, because I constantly learn. It's like an obsession, but like, God, it's awesome. I read 67 books in 2020 about stocks, investing credit, debt, businesses, corporations. I watched the open content courses from MIT, Harvard, and Stanford. I listened to hours worth of podcasts by experts in the fields. And while that doesn't make me an expert, obviously, at all, it's given me so much information that it's helped me through this last year. (laughs) You'd be pissed if you knew some of the stuff that you could already be doing. That's a broad subject, so this week I'll tell you what I can about investing. It's going to be the basic, it's going to be just the beginners, because that's all you really need. That's all you need to just start. All you need to do is just start. Even if you do it on your own, just start. That's all you got to do is just start. So I guess what I'm going to try to do is I'm going to get some hundies in your pocket. Stock market. When a privately owned company wants to raise money, they can go public by offering pieces of ownership of the company to the public. These are called shares. When you buy a share or part of a share, you own a small part of that company. After going public with an IPO, an initial price offering, the price of the stock is determined by you and any other investor that buys and sells the stock. This means the prices of stocks will go up and down over time. When you buy a stock, It's because you think that the current price is lower than when you expect to sell it. Remember though, the actual price of the stock is what you would sell it for when you find someone willing to pay that amount. When investing, there are a few questions you need to ask yourself. First, what are you investing for?
Are you saving for retirement? Are you planning on investing to buy a home? It's important to know your goals. It helps you when you're making decisions with your stock portfolio. The second question is, how long are you going to invest for? Knowing that it's not time to cash out yet will help you keep that money making money, making money. These two questions help you make decisions about the third question. How much risk can you take? No investment in a stock is guaranteed and it's inevitable that you will have some losses. Thankfully, I learned this lesson before June 2020. After holding on through the market crash, dip, crash, dip, whatever you want to call it, and I took 12% of my entire investments, just boom, gone. I was able to get that money back in less than a month, and from October 12th to the 30th, I lost 19% of everything I'd invested. And again, if I hadn't stayed in, I wouldn't have got it back. When you're younger, you can afford to take more risk in your investments. With a longer time horizon, your time goal, you can sustain more losses without damaging your future. While an older investor needs to be more careful, they won't have as much time to cover their losses. How much should you invest? A good rule of thumb is to invest at least 10% of your income but understand that there's the potential to lose some of that investment, so don't invest what you can't afford to lose. An 18-year-old making $15 an hour who invests 10% with no raises his whole life until he is 50 years old. If he gets the same return as the S&P 500, which is just a group of stocks that represents the overall stock market, he will have invested $102,960, and I know you're thinking at age 50, that doesn't sound like a lot, but because of compound interest, that almost 103k will have earned him $482,638.56, meaning at 50, he would have almost $600,000. If he'd invested 20%, he'd be left with almost $1.2 million. He'd be gaining $108,000 a year with no further investments. Even with 10% at age 50, he'd have a near permanent $54,000 a year. Bonus points if your employer has a retirement matching plan. You could double any investment you made. It's free money, so take advantage of it. Another thing to think about, interest-bearing debt works like the opposite of an investment. Over time, it grows just like a stock. So paying off high-interest loans has the same effect as investing in a stock that you can guarantee. It's hard to guarantee 20 to 30% from any stock ever. So your strongest move is to get out from under that loan. Many of you are probably thinking, how could I ever invest? I'm living paycheck to paycheck. Do you remember a time when you earned less than you do right now, but you still made it through? How'd you do it? How'd you make it through? How was your life different then than it is now? And there's an actual tough answer to that. 
A person's spending will always expand to fill all income. In The Latte Factor, David Bach and John David Mann explained how we all have things that we don't realize that we're spending money on just little bits at a time that make a big difference in the end. For example, do you buy coffee on your way to work? Or do you go out to lunch? Do you do it every day? So, I mean, that same 18-year-old, if he saved $3 a day, work day, not every day, just work days for coffee and $5 for lunch, and he invested it, he'd end up with $804,000. And that doesn't include his 10% that we talked about earlier. It's surprising the power your small treats can cost you in the end. Nickel and diming you to death like nickel and diming you away from being a millionaire. Those two items end up costing you more than the 10% that you were worried about investing. Now that you've freed up a small amount of cash, what do you do with it? First step, open a portfolio with a brokerage. This sounds scary, but it's easy. Just click on the links that I put in the description for the podcast below. You can open an account with Robinhood or Webull, and you can receive a free stock or stocks. You have to deposit $100 into your Webull account in the first 30 days, but they'll give you two free stocks if you go through my link. This is also a way to get paid to support the channel, because when you get a free stock, which could be up to $1,600 in value, we get a stock too. And very unlikely that we get $1,600 if you get $1,600, and if you get $1,600, I'm just happy you did it. I don't even care what I get at that point. You don't have to make a deposit with Robinhood to receive your free stock, and actually that's how I started trading free with no money at risk, because I just sold that stock immediately and kept trading into other stocks and making bad decisions and good decisions and getting worried with only like $0 in, so it's a way in. To help protect your money from the risks of the market, you want to diversify. That's a fancy word, but it just means you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket. If one company goes bad, you don't want to lose half your investment. You want to own between 10 and 30 different companies' shares. This way, you might have some good days and some bad days, but you won't lose it all. Generally quite the opposite. If that seems like too much work, an ETF, an exchange-traded fund, is a stock that is made up from multiple stocks, which makes it diversified by default. You can be your own worst enemy when it comes to investing, too. common mistake people make is to sell their stocks when the prices go down because they're worried that their money is going to disappear. And then right after that, because it went down really far, really fast, it's going to come up really fast, really quick. Then everyone's sitting there worried about missing out because they made the wrong decision. They sold at the wrong time, so they buy that stock back. And when they buy that stock back, they bought it back at the wrong time. It's when everyone else that was worried the same thing buys it at the same time. And then it goes right back down. So they lose two times on one stock. When your investments are red, that's when it's time to buy as long as you've done the research and you understand that at least it's worth the buy. When the stocks are green, when the price goes up, it's actually smarter to take a small part of what it goes up and sell it off so that if it goes back down, when things correct downward, you don't lose all of what you gained. 
that's how you keep going forward. Now, when you're looking at this and it's going up and down, you're going to be thinking exactly opposite of that. But if you do this, it'll save you so much money. It'll save you so much loss. It's really important to find information about the companies that you're wanting to invest in because knowledge is power. And right now, it's never been easier. Webull and Yahoo Finance have brought together a lot of information. They've made it all for free. You can get access to all of this. You can figure out what you're investing in and what decisions they're making so you can make your decisions a lot more intelligently. And whether you're investing long-term or just for the day, the more you know about the company, the safer your investment is. If you want to invest long-term when you don't sell a stock for a whole year, the taxes are lowered. And over time, the stock market in general has always gone up. With savings rates as low as they are right now, investing is a way to pay yourself first and make your money work for you. As a full disclaimer, obviously I am not a financial expert. I'm a guy on the internet. Do your own research, please. And if you need solid advice, find an actual financial professional. I'm giving you life advice online. I'm not qualified to give you actual financial advice. <laughs> wow, episode four. We've been casting our pod for a month now, and I'm excited to keep going. I have a lot more on investing and taking control of your money, but I don't want to overdo it. So let me know what you think. Let me know if you like it. If you want more, then let me know. Next week, I'm going to try something new. I'm going to be reading my short story, Stan and the Man in Green. This is going to count as his first official publication. And as a word of caution, it contains adult language, drug use, and bizarre situations. It's an original John Nevermore tale. And mind the kids, please. Seriously. If you enjoyed this episode, please please leave a review. It helps us so much. Share this with a friend that could use this advice and go visit the Facebook pages, please. John Nevermore, John, Thought Generator, John Nevermore, and Epic Level Experience. And that's Epic L-V-L-E-X-P. One word. You can keep up with everything we're doing. This is John Nevermore. I love you guys. See you next week.